0: Welcome to another message from the teaching team at Elevation Church Australia. For more information about our church, service times and locations, visit elevationchurch.com.au. We're finishing up a series called The Powerhouse. Would you say it with me? Powerhouse. The Powerhouse. It's a series where we've been looking at the Holy Spirit and how He was the powerhouse to the early church in the book of Acts. And He did mighty things through the church. And we see amazing things happening because the power of the Holy Spirit was upon them. And it's been a a great series. It's good news. And so week one, we talked about how the Holy Spirit, He is God and He's a person. And that is good news for us, church, because it means that if he is a person, we can have a personal relationship with the Holy Spirit. We can know him. Week two, we looked about how the Holy Spirit infills us at the point of salvation to give us boldness and an urgency to share the faith that we have. And then week three, last week, uh, my dad preached an amazing message. Uh, He shared a sermon talking about how the Holy Spirit is our teacher, leader, and our guide, and and lots of great personal stories from his life. And if you've missed any of those messages, you can get onto our YouTube channel to listen to them, our podcast. Uh, That would be great because they set up a, a foundation for this series. But today... I want to finish off by looking at the Holy Spirit and what He does in our lives and how He has this this thing that happens in our lives called spiritual transformation. There's a spiritual transformation that the Holy Spirit does in our lives. So my message today is very simple. It's Holy Spirit transformation. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for our time here with you this morning. Thank you for the the great opportunity it is to know you, to experience your salvation, to spend some time already in worship and praise of you. I pray that you would speak to us through your scripture this morning, that we'd hear your Holy Spirit speak to us, that we would leave here, not the same, but transformed by you. We pray this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. I've got two sons. Uh, One's called Ethan. He is 15. I have another son called Roman, and he is seven. And so there's a bit of a a difference there, but my sons, I love them very much. I also have a daughter, Joelle, who is 17. I better mention her as well. I love her very much. But my two sons, they're they're like best friends. Uh, They love to hang out with each other. They love to do Lego and play Minecraft and play in the yard together. But they're also like an old married couple. They also like to fight with each other and, and bicker and argue and do all these types of things. I mean, I wouldn't know that because, you know, we've been married for 25 years next year, but we're a young married couple. We're a young married couple, uh, but they fight and argue all the time. And, and, but, but what sets the two of them apart is the fact that Ethan is bigger than Roman. Right, he's bigger than Roman and I'm like why I wonder why that is. Well, he's 15 and Roman is only 7 and so that's a big reason but but the the biggest reason is that Ethan has undergone a transformation called puberty. He's undergone this transformation in his life and so puberty and and we're not going to get into all the birds and the bees and all the whistles and everything today but It's where the human body undergoes a physical and emotional transformation where a child transitions, transforms into an adult. And so Ethan is well on his way to becoming an adult. And uh, he's almost as tall as me. In fact, I think he's actually taller than me. Uh, He's almost stronger than me. This is an embarrassing story to tell you, because I'm like 46, he's 15. A couple of months ago, we had an arm wrestle, and he beat me. I mean, these, these guns are only for looking at this. He beat me. Anyway, on Friday night, some people were having arm wrestles here, and Dad's like, Dad, you want to have an arm wrestle? I was like, my arm's feeling a bit sore, and let's wait till everyone leaves. And uh, we, ha- we ended up having the arm wrestle. I beat him once and then the next two times he beat me. So Ethan's at the back this morning. So well done, son. You're almost stronger. Maybe you are stronger than me. He's almost as big as me. But one thing he hasn't quite achieved yet, he's not as good looking as me. So son, you've still got a way to go. Anyone remember the transformation of puberty? Any of us remember that? Any of us, if you've got children who are older and have been through that, remember that stage of their life, how they went through these things? Anyone with young children who are like, I'm not looking forward to those days, those stages of their life. There's this physical and emotional transformation that all humans go through. Well, as Christians, there's a transformation that we go through as well. And it's not a a physical or an emotional transformation, it is a spiritual transformation that occurs in our lives. And, And spiritual transformation, spiritual formation is the process by which we become closer to Jesus and more like Jesus. See, the Christian life is about us becoming closer to Jesus and more like Jesus. I like how James Bryan Smith says this. He says, Christian spiritual formation is the process of being transformed into the image of Christ through a relationship of intimacy with God. By the power of the Holy Spirit, in order to live a good and beautiful life of faith, hope, love, joy, and peace, a life that will be a blessing to oneself and to others, and will glorify God now and for all eternity. This is Christian spiritual transformation, and it's a process that begins the moment we become a Christian. It happens at salvation, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 verse 13. But we ought always to thank God for you, brothers and sisters, loved by the Lord, because God chose you as first fruits to be saved through the sanctifying work of the Spirit and through belief in the truth. The word sanctifying here is another process or another part, another word for spiritual transformation. See, we were sanctified. That means we were made holy. We were set apart at the moment of our salvation. We started this this transformation in our lives. And so it begins when we are saved. But what we need to know is that spiritual transformation doesn't just begin and stop at that moment. It is something that is ongoing, something continuing, something that continues to happen for the rest of our lives. Everything the Holy Spirit does in our lives is a work He continues to do throughout our lives. Philippians 1.6, being confident of this, that He who began a good work in you, will carry it out to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. At the time of salvation, there was a transformation that began. The Holy Spirit began a work in your life, and He will continue to do that work in your life until you meet the point of of completion. But it's ongoing. It's continual. It's an ongoing process. It's day by day. It's a journey the Holy Spirit wants to do in your life. Spiritual transformation, the process by which we become closer to Christ and more like him. The scriptures are quite, quite clear that we need spiritual transformation. We need this change in our lives. Ephesians 4.22 You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off the old self which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires to be made new in the attitude of your minds and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. I don't know about you but there's some old ways of thinking, some behaviors, some thoughts, some attitudes, some things that I do that I've that are incompatible with the new life of righteousness that God has called me to. Does anyone know what I'm talking about? There's some things that, that, that God has called us through, the holiness that God wants us, these things to put behind our lives. And so whether we are a new Christian, and sometimes when we are new, new to God, we're, we're finding out about Him. We're learning about His desires for our life. We're discovering that there's some things that we do that we need to put aside. Or whether we are a mature Christian who's been following God for decades, there is a transformation that the Holy Spirit is still doing in our lives to change us from the way we want to do things, with our fleshly sinful desires and, and habits and wants, to those that God has for us instead. And what can happen is that we can we can try to use the things that might work in in everyday life. So things that work in the natural realm, we try to apply them to the spiritual realm. So we can try things like you know, willpower, and we can try effort, and we can try to have that vision for a change in ourselves, or we can have fear that we sort of think might help us. But none of those things that work in the natural realm work in the spiritual realm because the spiritual realm, for there to be transformation, it requires the Holy Spirit to transform our lives. See the key driving force and motivating factor in spiritual transformation is not me. It's him. It's not me, it's the Holy Spirit. 2 Corinthians 3:18. And we all who are unvi- with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory. When was the last time you just stood still and contemplated God's glory, stood in awe of Him, as we do that, are being transformed into His image with ever-increasing glory which comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. The transformation that occurs in our life comes from the Holy Spirit. See, it comes from Him, not fear, not willpower, not effort, not vision, not motivational speeches, not the TED Talk, not anything like that, not even from a preacher on a Sunday morning. It comes from the Holy Spirit. Spiritual transformation without the Holy Spirit is simply behavior modification. And the church doesn't need more behavior modification. It needs more spiritual transformation. We need need less of us and more of the Holy Spirit in our churches. See, behavior modification within the church results in rules and regulations and and, and legalism and, and empty religious rituals. It ends up with all these types of things. It results in a life that looks holy on the outside but on the inside, it's dead. It looks like a life that's, that's good on the outside, but in the inside, it's dying. And, and this is the issue that Jesus had when he came to earth and he encountered the religious leaders of the time. The biggest issue he had with them was all the things that they were doing, but they were lacking God in their lives. The Holy Spirit in their lives. The, the Pharisees, see what he says in Matthew twenty three twenty seven. Woe to you. Teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You are like whitewashed tombs which look beautiful on the outside, but on the inside are full of bones of the dead and everything unclean. In the same way, on the outside you appear to be people as righteous, but the inside you are full of hypocrisy and wickedness. See, spiritual transformation doesn't focus on changing behavior. It focuses on changing the heart. It's not about changing the outside. It's about changing the inside. Ezekiel 36, 26, God says this. He says, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and to be careful to keep my laws. See, as the Holy Spirit works in our lives as the Holy Spirit transforms us as we're becoming more like Christ as he works on our heart our desires begin to change and then our behaviours follow but we don't start with the behaviours we start with the heart we start Holy Spirit change my heart let me desire what you desire for my life and as we become more wanting those desires the behaviours of our life, change. Spiritual spiritual transformation is inside out. We're transformed from the inside and then change occurs on the outside, all through the Holy Spirit's power working inside of us. Let's be real this morning. Can we have some real talk today? Some authentic talk this morning? Spiritual transformation is not easy. Has anyone discovered that? Has anyone found that? If you've been walking with God for a little while, you'll, you'll know that spiritual transformation is not easy. It can be difficult. It can be, it can be a battle. See, there's a real battle that occurs between what we want and what God wants. There's a fight that occurs between what Bronson wants and what God wants for, for my life. And our flesh craves the gratification that comes from the, the fleshly things, sinful desires, sinful desires. See, we know we shouldn't have more to drink, but our flesh craves it. We know that we shouldn't watch that movie or we shouldn't be on our phone on that website, but we still desire it. We know we shouldn't start that conversation gossiping about the person But we do it anyway. And and, and I feel like this. You feel like this. We all feel like this. There's this battle that we go through. I'm feeling like I'm the only one here this morning. (laughs) Not a lot of amens at the moment. We, We all battle this. Why is this? Because of the sinful nature we have. The default nature of man is to rebel against God, not run to God. The default nature of us is to want what our heart wants, not what the heart of God wants. See, it says this in Galatians 5.17, The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants. And the Spirit gives us desires that are opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other, so you are not free to carry out your good intentions. Turn to someone and say this morning, That sounds like you. (laughs) That sounds like me this morning. You know, sometimes we read these things and God speaks to us and we think like, it's only me. No, a lot of us are battling the same things. Most of us are like the rest of us. We're battling the things that we want and what the Holy Spirit wants for our lives. If the keys could come. Romans 7.15, look at this. This is the Apostle Paul who wrote the New Testament, half of the New Testament. Look look what he writes. If there was someone who should be righteous and be, be be like winning in this area, it would be him, right? Look what he writes. Romans 7, 15. I do not understand what I do. For what I want to do, I do not do. But what I hate, I do. It, it almost sounds like a Dr. Seuss book. Dr. Seuss. And what I do want, I do not. And what I what. And if I do what I do, not what I want to do. No, okay. Even I'm getting confused now. And if I do what I do not want to do. There's a comma there. I agree that the law is good. As it is, it is no longer I myself who do it, but it is sin living in me. I passed high school. For I know that God itself does not dwell in me, that good does not dwell in me. That is my sinful nature for I have the desire to do what is good but I cannot carry it out for I do not do the good I want to do but the evil I do not want to do this I keep on doing for if I do what I do not want to do it is no longer I do it but it's the sin living inside of me who wants to do it church today if you believe in Jesus Christ if you're following him you, there are things you do that you don't want to do the reality of life we're authentic here at Elevation Church and there's also things that you want to do that you're not doing it's a battle the scriptures say and the Apostle Paul says that he faced and he's saying guys I'm struggling with this as well this is a battle for me too I'm struggling I want to, I've got these desires that I want to do and I'm not and these other things that I don't want to do and I'm doing them it's difficult I think all of us today we're a little bit like Paul Not, not a lot like Paul, because he's like he's all the way up there. Then I'm here. Then no, 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 no. Paul, you know. But we'd have our hands up today. That a lot of us we're like that, right? We're struggling with these things. But listen also to what Paul says. Listen also to this revelation that Paul has. That that is so good in his letter to the church in Philippi. Philippians two, verse twelve. Dear friends. You always followed my instructions when I was with you. And now I'm away. It is even more important. Work hard. Show the results of your salvation. Obey God with reverence and fear. Listen to hear what he says here. He says, for God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases Him. See, Paul says here, look, yeah, I don't do what I want, blah, 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 all these types of things. But come on. Praise be to God. He is working inside of you. Giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases you. I want to remind us, church, the Holy Spirit is working inside of us this morning, tomorrow, next week. He's working inside of us. He's doing a transformation in our lives to give us the desires God has for us. The wants and the power to do them as well and so when the desires of our sinful nature start to rage like a fire inside of us the Holy Spirit comes in like a torrent of water and he puts out those desires and instead of having earthly fiery desires he puts in the Holy Spirit fire desires in our life he fills us with those desires see it's not that sin totally goes away but our desire to love God and to please Him becomes stronger in our lives. It's a spiritual transformation. How do we do it? How do we do it? How what, how does it happen? Well, it involves all those things that, that we know that we do, this, the disciplines that we have, reading our word, prayer. It involves being in a church community, regular contact with other believers and all those types of things. And it requires... A continual daily submission to the Holy Spirit and a prayer that says to Him, Holy Spirit, today I want your desires for my life. A continual daily submission that says, Holy Spirit, today I need your power in my life for your desires for my life. See, the prayer could be, I need your power, God, to see you move in, in, in my relationships. It could be, God, Holy Spirit, I need your power to, to see you move in my finances. It could be, Holy Spirit, I need your power to see you move in my, for healing. And yes, and amen, we can pray those prayers. But the greater prayer, church, can I encourage you this morning and encourage myself as well. I'm looking in the mirror. Holy Spirit, my greatest prayer, give me your desires. Seek first the kingdom of God and all those things will be added. Give me your desires and your power. Change my heart to want what you want. See, if you're doing all the other things, all the other spiritual disciplines, but you're not asking the Holy Spirit to change your heart, you're missing and you will never experience the true spiritual transformation that God has for your life. You'll probably get some some good things you'll probably have some behaviour modification that happens in your life but you won't walk in the full power of a Holy Spirit transformed life and I believe this morning all of us here we want the Holy Spirit transformed power for our lives we don't just want to be good people and have behaviour modification we want His power so my ending question for us this morning for, for you today is how's the journey of your spiritual transformation going? I want to ask you, each and every one of you, on the live stream, on the podcast, on YouTube, how's the spiritual transformation journey going in your life? Are you still on the journey? Are you endeavouring to become more like Christ? Are you still inviting the Holy Spirit to change your heart? And as we know, it's a continuing journey. We never arrive. Are you still at that place? Or are you at a standstill? Have you, have you camped somewhere and you're no longer on that journey of transformation life? For whatever reason, I don't know, you've stopped and you know you need to go further, but you're choosing not to. Today, I want to encourage you. Today's the day. Today's the day to restart. Today's the day to lean again into God. Today's again, today again, just pray those prayers. Holy Spirit, transform my heart. I want more of you. I, I need your power to, to, to change my desires, to come, come more like you, God. I, I want to pick up my camp again and to journey forward, to begin the journey again, to be, to be filled anew, to, to allow you to be my teacher, my guide, uh, to, to allow you, Holy Spirit, to transform me today in this place all eyes closed right now Lord God we thank you this morning in this place today we're, we're going to pray soon and we're going to all throughout this service we, series we've been opening up the, the front here for people to come forward for prayer you might have prayer needs this morning so we're going to open up the front here uh, for prayer shortly and the, and the team is going to lead us in a, in a time of, of worship and we're going to sing some songs and, and but before we do that I want to give any person here an opportunity if you're in this room today if I was to ask are you wanting to become more like Christ, are you desiring to become more like God? Is there a point in your life where you actually said, I need Jesus in my life? Is there a point in my life where you actually say, said, I believe Jesus was who He said He was. I believe in my heart that He rose again from the dead. If you've never done that today, I want to give you an opportunity to invite Jesus into your life. So you can't walk in Holy Spirit transform life without first accepting Jesus Christ you can't discover the power of God for your life with first acknowledging there is sin in my life I need a saviour, I need Jesus so this morning in this place as all eyes are closed every head is bowed, bowed I want to say this morning would you like to invite Jesus into your life to experience his salvation his gift and if you would would you put your hand up this morning to say Bronson I want to make that decision for the first time today. Or maybe you've been away from God and you've spent time away from Him. And you want to come back and say, I want to make that decision again to renew again. If you want to put your hand up, say, Bronson, I want to make that decision this morning. So many decisions we make in life, this is the most important decision you'll ever make because it is an eternal decision. Put your hand up this morning. you God we're going to pray a prayer if you want to invite Jesus into your life pray this pray with me dear Jesus come into my life be my savior I want to experience your Holy Spirit your desires your power make me a new creation I follow you for the rest of my life in your name Jesus amen God, this morning, if people prayed that prayer for the first time, Holy Spirit, invade their life. Let them them have an encounter with you, that they would know that you are real, God, that you're not just words on a page, you're not just stories told of old, but you are real and alive and living and full of power. Encounter their life this morning and today and this week. We thank you, Jesus.